0: Dude, I'm super pumped that we finally get to record a conversation. I feel like this is something that we've always talked about in the chair. Um, but just to introduce you, this is my friend, David Cook. And um started out as a client. Little did we know he was going to be an incredible brother and, and friend of me and my family. And um, this is somebody that just speaks so much life. And so I knew he'd be a perfect person to talk to about what's going on. And um if you want to just introduce who you are a little bit, what you do, that'd be awesome. I know people that are listening are, you know, gonna know some about you, but I feel like you live in the shadows. So why don't you go ahead and <laughs> tell us tell us what you do, man?
1: Straight out of the shadows. Oh man, well I'm yeah, I'm stoked we're finally doing this. This is really awesome. Um I feel like we could maybe just like record a whole album of conversations, drop Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Um <laughs> But my, yeah, my name is David Cook, and I uh, live in Encinitas, California, and I work in the music industry. I'm a music maker of sorts. I uh, help create records, um, miss, mix records, write songs, produce songs. Um, so that's a little bit of what I do. Um, so full-on creative, uh, create music on the daily. So um, so, yeah, Brandon and I have always connected just on a creative level, but also on a spiritual level and just a philosophical level. Uh, yeah,
0: least, uh, yeah, absolutely. I, I think you're actually uh, one of the few people I can talk to. And I feel like we both understand without feeling like we're talking about ourselves too much or exposing too much. Um, so it's always nice to have somebody to talk to like that because everybody needs a couple of those people. But um, you kind of talked about it. Obviously, you make a ton of music and you work harder than anybody I know. And, you know, I would say probably the last four months of your life have been some of the craziest months of your life in terms of work and busyness and all that good stuff. But, you know, what does that compare to now? You know, like not even in just workload, but I feel like you've had life on the road. I think you've been home for like well, 20 (laughs) days, you know, like, I feel like you've paid rent in a hotel room that you haven't even occupied lately. So, um yeah I'd love to hear I I know a little bit but um how do you feel right now how's the last couple weeks feel after the craziest season of your life
1: yeah it was a pretty crazy season I was traveling a lot for work probably starting in September like between September and like January 7th like I was home maybe a total of two weeks um and uh starting off this year it was pretty crazy too so i'm I, I it was kind of interesting because i had missed being at home and i had missed like my community and missed hanging out with dudes like yourself and just seeing the people in in san diego that i love the most and and so this everything kind of happening and and being forced to stay home and not being able to travel um it's actually to, to look on the positive side of things it's been kind of nice um the only downside is that uh I haven't been able to really see any of my friends. So that's been the bummer, but, uh, it's, yeah, it's, I work remotely, um, a lot. So during, during this whole thing, you know, not being able to go into a studio up in LA or, or travel to Nashville and work, just being kind of stuck at home has been, it hasn't really changed my workflow, like like a ton because i there's still records being made there's still projects i'm finishing up from before all of this happened so um so i've been relatively um busy with my work schedule and with the projects i have coming in so whether that's mixing records or or just doing bits and pieces of projects or working with artists remotely i've still been able to actually work so that's been that's been great to be able to stay busy so i feel like i like, on a on a work level, I haven't really felt the full weight of, like, the hard stop that I think this whole coronavirus um, weirdness has kind of caused for a lot of people. Uh,
0: yeah, it's interesting for you. I know we talked about it yesterday when we were on the phone, but, you know, you're your workload hasn't changed at all. If anything right now, anybody in the music industry is in the studio more, you know, like now it's time to like get to work and like get that album out that maybe was put on hold because of tour obligation or whatever. Um, So maybe not talking about work, but I know something that we talk about a ton is rest Um, because we work so hard. And I personally feel like right now is kind of a funky time because I, I, I am a homebody for sure. I do rest at home, but I'm also working at home. I'm, right. So everything's at home right now. And I don't like that. I like, <laughs> you know, I like to drive somewhere and I like to know that, okay, I'm at the shop now. It's time to get here. I'm in the office now. It's time to edit stuff. Right. So it's it's hard because I feel like I'm such a feng shui type person. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I want to ask, how, how are you feeling rest wise right now? Because I feel like it's, you know, for somebody that's working as much as you are right now, it's got to throw a wrench in it, especially you being a people person.
1: Yeah, man. I mean, rest is hard, right? Especially if you, especially if you're a hustler and and you love having your plate full. And so I'm the kind of person, like I travel a ton for work, but when I come home, I want to see all the people I love the most. So when I'm home, I always fill up my schedule with like, okay, I'm home for five days. Let's go get like coffee with, with Brandon, I'll get lunch with Patrick, and they'll grab grab drinks in the evening and so, just kind of like filling my day up with just hangs you know I call them meetings, but really, it's just me hanging out with my favorite people that inspire me the most um and that's been super hard, man, because like i love I love the people that um that kind of have those roles in my life of like the people that inspire me, the people that encourage me, the people that like pour into my life and i I hope vice versa um i think that's the thing that's been the hardest is is not having that so that's that's been the thing that's been making me crazy because it's like yeah you can work remotely but not having that like social contact and not having that that interaction with those people it's it's for me it's created like a big void in my life so but it's also forced me not having it has forced me to like actually sit alone and actually rest and actually i i don't actually know that i have rested yet (laughs) like i've been i've still been staying up till two in the morning like finding things to create and trying to keep some sort of momentum because i think maybe i i personally have this mindset and i think a lot of people have this mindset because i had i had a client say to me this morning after this whole corona thing is over you know We're going to, you know, we're going to drop the record after this. And it's Mm -hmm. kind of, and I have to stop and say, is there going to be like an after? Like, sure, we hope we're going to get a vaccine or sure, we hope people are going to build up immunity, but like, when is that going to be? Like, this is a virus that will be a part of, you know, humanity for the rest of Mm -hmm. however long, like maybe it'll be like polio where we get a vaccine, we don't have to worry about it anymore, Um, but maybe it won't. Maybe it'll be like the flu or maybe it'll morph into something else. We don't know, not to. i I don't know I'm not a medical expert, but um it is funny to hear people say things like that after after this is all over as if like in three weeks' time like we we paid our dues and it, we get to move on you know um
0: yeah, did you hear uh, um ESPN posted it, but like a couple years ago they announced that they were going to release a thirty for thirty on Michael Jordan mm. and it, dude, it felt like ages ago, right? And it was like, oh, my God, 2020, that's coming out? Come on. Like, you definitely can pull together that footage faster than that. And Richard Jefferson and LeBron were FaceTiming on ESPN's account the other day. And LeBron was like, bro, if they drop that right now, that thing's views would go crazy. And I was like, you know, why, why are everybody thinking, like, when this is done, we'll do this? especially if it's something that you can knock out right now, like an album, you know, like, yeah, I don't know about you. I mean, I, I do know about you because you listen to music probably 15 hours a day, but like, why wouldn't you come out with music right now? <laughs> you know, like everybody's oh, yeah. sitting on their phones all day long. And I think it's a healthy break, especially if it's, you know, gospel music um, to take from TV. But have you found anything that's worked? I know you said you feel like you haven't rested much and, and I feel the same, man, honestly, or maybe I'm overrested and I'm like restless, you know, but yeah, um, something that's funny that I do <laughs> and it's such a contrast to my life and you know this, but bro, I love video games so much because <laughs> it makes me turn my mind off of work because I know that you're the same way, but I can't stop thinking about work or whatever I'm thinking about. It's going 110%. There's no like foot off the gas. And so when I play video games, for some reason, A, it's, you know, good, good time with the homies that, you know, I'm not seeing right now. Um, but it's something that actually is like super restful for me for some reason. I know that sounds crazy. No. but It's actually incredibly restful. Um, have you found anything that's worked for you to kind of, you know, take place of, of me and with the homies? Because, um, you know, we got like four more weeks of this at least. So I know everybody's kind of going through that process of finding new rhythms, new, you know, everything. So what have you been finding that's worked or, or what are things that you're going to be trying in the future um, to come in the meantime? Yeah, I think
1: rest is it's rest is an interesting word because, you know, I think when we say rest, we just think laying on a bed and like recharging our our batteries by not doing anything. But restfulness can come from doing something that takes your mind off your usual rhythms and you know breathes new life into you so video games makes total sense to me because one it's taking you out of reality and you know placing you in an alternate reality and you're problem solving which is therapeutic you know uh i i forget where the information is sourced from but i read something once that said like an hour worth of video games for for at least for men <laughs> uh for males is like equivalent to like sitting in a therapist's office for an hour because you're problem solving and you're like subconsciously <laughs> sorting out your problems, you know? Yeah, Even yeah, though you're just like your punching bag. you're just sniping <laughs> noobs, you're no scoping noobs, but it's helpful. So um <laughs> That's fine. Or you're playing Mario Kart. I don't know. I don't know what your flavor is. But yeah, I think I think for me, um I'm like I'm an Enneagram seven. Um and for people that don't know what the enneagram is, uh, Google it, look it up, go take an enneagram test. It's basically a personality test um, that classifies you into like one of nine personality types. And it um, you can ha- you can have like more than one personality type, or they have what are called wings, where you're have you have your main personality type, and then you have like this wing that could be a number to the the neighboring number to what you're, you're assigned and, uh, or what you classify as anyway, it's just a really helpful thing. And, and, uh, and I'm a seven on it, which is, um, is, uh, called the enthusiast. So I'm like super experiential and I, I have to be in constant momentum. Like right now I'm actually running laps in my house. You can't see me, but I'm moving. I don't sit down. I have like, I, I have a couch and it's not even broken in cause I'd hate sitting down. Um, you just like, I constantly have to be moving and be outside. So, you know, it's not uncommon for me to have like 30 flights booked for a year and just to like book trips to go do stuff for a weekend because I just love stacking up experiences and it just like breathes new life into me. So like, I love being outdoors. Like, uh, one of my favorite hobbies, which is totally weird for someone that lives in San Diego is snowmobiling. So I have a snowmobile that I keep in Breckenridge, Colorado, and I probably go out there and ride like 20 days every season. And I just love being in the mountains. I love, I love being out in the outdoors and nature camping, hiking. So for me during this time, um, you know, they closed all the national parks because that makes total sense. You just shouldn't be outdoors where you wouldn't see someone for a mile Um, sarcasm, but yeah, it's, which I, that, that's a whole other topic but uh yeah for me i need to be outside so i've realized that that means like getting as close as i can to the closed beaches to see a sunset or going out for a hike yeah. or, or being outdoors or having even in my house like i'll have like you know, videos of Iceland, like looping on the TV in the background in the studio. Yeah. yeah.
0: Shout out Apple TV (laughs) for having the best, best, uh, uh, help me.
1: I, but I think it is, it's a good time for people to, to find the thing that breathes life into you. And maybe, Mm. maybe you can't do that thing. And maybe you need to find like a way to hack it, to find like the next best case scenario or, or a close second,
0: you know? Um, yeah, it's interesting because I feel like, you know, for me, golf, right? Mm-hmm. You know, that? I literally golf multiple times a week for the last two years, despite surgery. I got back as soon as I could. And I'm dying right now. <laughs> you know, like, I, <laughs> dude, I am I'm crying on the inside. And I remember thinking when I first opened the shop that that was something that I was going to abide by. Somebody told me something incredible. Actually, it was Mike Foster um such an incredible mentor and and somebody to listen to he has a great podcast as well but he told me he said once a week find something that fills you up with rest and don't ever let that thing move mm. once a month get away from your business go spend one night away from san diego county and then every 3 months book a flight and just go travel somewhere yeah and it was crazy how much that that meant to me and you know life life barring, there's been situations that I've taken those things out of my hands, but that doesn't mean we don't try to find, you know, a substitute in the meantime. And, you know, I've been walking my daughter around our neighborhood cause it's been beautiful, right? It's finally like not raining in San Diego. Um, Praise God. And yeah. Right. Even though I think it's going to on Friday, but um, it's been so refreshing to just put the phone down and just enjoy some vitamin D and some fresh oxygen yeah. because I feel like everybody needs that right now. And I know you talked about being an outdoors person Um, and you're right. That sucks, man. Like you just bought a, (laughs) right? Like a snowmobile, like this last winter, you can't even go touch it. But I think there's something real valuable in knowing that season to season things are going to change and you're not going to have access to those things always, right? Whether it be financial workload, whatever, so you got to find times and and reasons and substitutes for those rest things that maybe are you know quote unquote immovable and now you can't you know access those so yeah it's it's crazy man i've i've been like just walking outside and i'm like tanner than ever
1: you know i think i get on your regimen.
0: i'm like translucent dude, right now you can see my veins but the, <laughs> the farmer's state is crazy though man <laughs> i don't want to be rocking like shirtless in the neighborhood so i'm rocking like jerseys <laughs> so i look like i just have like a cutoff tan line but um you're right man I, th- I think finding a substitute for rest right now is is what everybody needs and you know thankfully we have good weather and access to the beaches but um how has this been um, affecting you in terms of maybe hope and um, you know, on the contrast to that, what have you been discouraged by during this time? Cause I think everybody's feeling the same thing right now, you know, like we're all <laughs> feeling disoriented a little bit. We feel like a little violated um, cause we just got freedom taken away from us so abruptly, but you know, for, for the people, what, what's something you're feeling so hopeful in and what have you been feeling on the other side that's been less encouraging, you know, a little uh, distorted and then what's been keeping you hopeful? Um, you know, I think
1: uh, the, the discouraging thing is, I think, waking up and realizing, like, there's so much in life we don't have control over. and I And I think control is really like control and being comfortable and making plans is like, it's like a mirage. It's a privilege to wake up and say, I'm going to wake up today and I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. And then I will do this, you know, this thing next week. I'll travel here two weeks later. I'll put my money away and invest in this so that I can benefit from that investment at this time. Like planning ahead is like, it really, it's like this, it is a privilege that we have because so many people in so many other countries and so many living different lives than we live here in America, especially in Southern California or San Diego. It's, it's so much different. Like we have all these opportunities and, and, and all these resources available to us and we capitalize on them. And then we make these plans as if we are actually in control of anything. So it's kind of like this wake up call of like, Oh wait, this, like a, uh, a, uh, uh, a sickness, a virus can throw off everything and put everything out of balance and change your plans like that. You know, mm. the Dow drops, you know, 7,000, 8,000, you know, 10,000 points and, uh, and everybody's financial goals just got fully shifted, you know? Um, and we have to, we have to acclimate to that. But it, that's, that is for, that's a bit discouraging thing is that is I think just being like fully aware that you are not in control of anything. But I think the hopefulness in that is, is like if you believe in a higher power coming to the realization that, oh, wait, I'm not in control of anything, which is a good thing. Mm-hmm. And there's comfort knowing that you're not governing anything. Like you, you don't actually, you don't actually get to to make the decision what your life's going to look like tomorrow. Yeah. Um, so I think I've kind of found hope in trying to maybe let go of the reins a little bit and kind of feeling a little less like uh, responsible for the future. Yeah. I think, yeah. I think, I think that's kind of become maybe like this thing for our culture. Maybe maybe it's more of a millennial thing, but. I feel like we kind of feel like, okay, I believe this thing. I agree with this ideal. So let me make a post about it. And then this thing I believe in, um, it's going to become part of my identity and who I am. And I'm just going to like make my whole life about this thing that I can't control. And like, I'm going to create the future that I want. And it's, and yeah, we can all come together and make a massive difference in with so many issues and, we can speak so many things into existence and, and work on something and build something. But at the end of the day, you know, you're, we, we really aren't like, we really aren't in control of all that.
0: Yeah. It's, you know, what's, what's interesting is I've been thinking about this and, and in light of the last year of my life, not even necessarily what's going on right now, but, but definitely goes hand in hand. I feel like I've ditched the whole five year plan vibes you know? Mm. And and maybe instead of um, putting a time restraint on things that I want to accomplish or check marks or, you know, things I want to hit in my life, I I would rather take the timing out of that and just speak that those are things that I want and I'm not in control of the timing of them. And Mm. it's been really freeing because I'm not disappointed in myself, you know? Like, I'm not like, dang, when I was 25, I said I was going to do this. Or, you know, I said I was going to be on the 30 right. under 30 list by 26 or whatever it is. And and those are literally things in my heart that I've, I've wanted to accomplish. <laughs> um, but that's just not reality right now. And so I, I don't want to be ever paralyzed by things not abiding by my timing, because I feel like that's unfair and unrealistic. And I don't have that power. Like you said, I'm taking it day by day. <laughs> you know, like yes, I have a list yeah. of things I want to do, but I'm on that like sur- surviving advanced vibe.
1: Yeah. And I'm not saying you shouldn't have plans, you shouldn't have dreams and goals and aspirations and like, you know, shoot for the stars. Like I'm a total dreamer and I'm a total visionary and like I'm I wake up feeling extremely unrealistic mm. but confident every single morning. Um but but you know at the end of the day i am i i know that i'm not in control of those things and so i try to wake up and say like this is what i want to do god if this is what you want me to do yeah. if this is if this is a path you have chosen for my life and i think there's like if you're looking at it from a biblical perspective it's like have your dreams have your goals have your aspirations but if you're following a plan that you think god's set out for your life if you're listening to the signs And his voice and the prompts and just like the little pushes and nudges on your heart and pulls in your heartstrings. If you're listening to that, then like stepping out into those things, but in obedience to what you feel like he's put on your heart to do, because if you're, if you're just chasing what you want and you're, and you're maybe feeling like you're maybe feeling like, in your heart there's this other thing that you really should maybe be paying attention to but you're just ignoring it because you're just selfishly going after what you think is best for yourself you're probably you might succeed and but at some point i feel like you'll either feel unfulfilled or maybe you'll just fall flat on your face mm. like i did yeah but I, yeah that i think but listening to that and stepping out in a in obedience to that i think is is when like really cool stuff starts to happen. Yeah.
0: It's almost like that's like the pocket. Right? It's like Yeah. Like you know, I I think I think God honors our dreams for sure. And and I think he wants mm-hmm. to, you know, pair up with us in those things. And I feel like not not to sound cliche, but I think I think things that you wanted in the season right now are obviously on pause, right? Everybody's life is on pause. Nobody's you know, everybody was investing in the stock market the first week because they're like, yeah, it's finally a good time to invest. Everybody's like... And then they're like, out. <laughs> yeah, and then they're like, damn, I need that back for rent April 1st. Come on. You know, but um, it's, it's an incredible lesson to be learned right now that maybe what you wanted right now is not the right time. Doesn't mean that that thing is going anywhere or not going to happen in the future, but maybe there's something to be gained right now that doesn't look like that home or that car or that whatever, but it looks like, dang, when I get that thing, my heart needs to be in the right place. Therefore, I need to walk through this crazy season right now. Um, and that's been something that's been super so, hopeful for me in a weird way. Well, it's like we were talking about yesterday like we grow, we
1: tend to grow a lot in times of tension. We grow in character, we get to see what we're made of you know, when you're, when you're put in a situation, that's like the hardest, I always, I've been putting some really tough situations in the past year where I like was walking into a, a situation where I was like, I cannot do this. And I feel like I'm going to die. And then the way I get through that is I just, I just take a deep breath and pull my shoulders back. And I just say, you know what, it's not going to kill me. And the worst thing that happens is I could fail but if I get through this and I survive it, I'll get to go to sleep tonight. I'll wake up tomorrow it'll be a brand new day and I'll have this whole new experience and my threshold will be increased. Mm. And so all the things that were difficult before are going to get a little bit easier and I'm going to have uh, a greater capacity for things that are this difficult in my life. And then I'll be able to get to the next level. And I think I kind of look at this like that for our generation. Like we haven't really had to overcome much, uh, as you know, for our generation, like my we were talking about yesterday, my grandfather, he lived through the Great Depression. He served in World War II. He was stationed in the Philippines for three and a half years during World War II. He didn't see his family, didn't talk to them on the phone for three and a half years, just letters with everybody he knew. Um, and like nobody knew what was happening at that time. They didn't have the internet, they just had newspapers, they had the radio. And then if you went to the movies, you get news updates, you know, mm. at the theater. But at that time, like the whole world was affected. We like you had Germany, Italy, and uh, Japan trying to take over the whole world and waging war on everyone, you know, mass genocide. And I'm sure at that time people were looking at the book of Revelation and being like, Oh yo, this is the end. Right.
0: <laughs> like, They're like we're going like down the anti-Christ in Hitler. I mean, how
1: taking out, you know, all the Jews, like, yeah, you you would think that at the time. Mm-hmm. But everybody banded together and it, it, as a society, you know, you talk to people that live and obviously those people are getting older and dying off now, but I used to love talking to my grandfather about that time because there was just so much camaraderie mm. and everyone was so unified fighting against a common evil, like a shared evil. Um, and it, you know, you know, those guys, like, you know, you have those friends where you, either worked on like a really hard project together for me that I would relate to like guys I toured with over the years. Like you just kind of anybody who's like overcome the same hardship that you have, you just immediately connect with because you know, you both went through the same thing and your character was built in a similar way and you've overcome the same obstacles. So it's like almost like an immediate connection with someone. Yeah,
0: that's incredible.
1: Um, And I feel like people that live through, the world war one and the world war one world war two and and any kind of thing like that th- those people just were fully unified and uh definitely not divided mm. for for you know years after that and i feel like for our generation like we're so divided like we're just, we have so many different opinions and beliefs and that's great it's great to believe different things and it's great to it's great to um have your differences respect respectfully but we haven't had something that's like unified us. And I think that this will be the thing that everybody will be unified
0: with. Yeah. Hopefully, you know, I I think anybody that's experienced, you know, family death or, or crisis or anything like it makes you want to stop beefing with your uncle that hasn't, you know, that hasn't talked to you. Yeah. Like I, and you know, in high school, my senior year, one of my really good friends, um, had a heart attack like two weeks before he graduated um, mm-hmm. playing basketball. And it was a crazy time. Cause I was just young. I, I actually just gave my life to Jesus that summer beforehand. So I was feeling crazy. Um, and I was just confused, man. I was, I was really confused where, where light was in that situation and, and what good was going to come of that. And, in a crazy way man those those friends um and those people from that time I've I'm still as close with them today as I was then and it's like it made this bond between us that's unbreakable and that was something yeah. that happened almost a decade ago you know like like literally almost a decade ago and i remember thinking maybe 5 years ago um like, man, what a what a blessing that life was. You know, it ended in death really shortly. But that tragedy was adhesive to so many people mm. that needed that. And I was thinking about that yesterday too, and I love what you brought up. I think it's a great time to to gain some more bandwidth, right? And the things that we can go through, like you know, we, we hopefully not, but we might go through something worse than this in the, you know, course of our life. And we're going to look at that thing and we're going to be like, yo, I've, I've been through it. I've I've seen the other side of this and it's always good still. And I feel yeah. like that's always been an encouragement. It's like, there's never been a season that's wasted, you know, never, yeah. ever, ever, ever been a season, regardless of, you know, negative emotion, depression, you know, just genuine sadness and mourning, but never has there ever been a time when it's been wasted.
1: Yeah. It's, yeah, this is, uh, I think the interesting about this is it's on, it's on a global scale. Like we as a country have had to face, you know, recently it's like most recent memory we had nine eleven, And before that was like, uh, the cold war, there's a Cuban missile crisis. There was the Gulf war, you know, there's been things, but this is so massive to where it's affecting everybody across so many different cultures. Um, so I think uh, it's going to be really, really interesting to see how it how it bands the whole world together, and I think it already is. Um, I think I think the hard thing about it is um, everybody is kind of approaching it differently. You know, um, the one thing that I keep thinking about is just fear like i don't think fear is a good thing you know mm. um you can have a healthy fear of some things like you shouldn't go you shouldn't go like put your head in a tiger's mouth you should have a healthy maybe not a fear but a respect for things um shout out tiger king shout out shout out to i haven't watched it yet it's I, crazy, I, bro
0: don't even watch it i it's watched the
1: trip I turned on the trailer last night and I was like, I can't do this right now. I don't have the capacity yeah. for Con, this at the moment. Consume
0: something better, bro. It's not good. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, yeah. Anyway, I feel,
0: well, I forgot what I was saying. Now <laughs> you were just saying that, um, King, this is what it does. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know this is exactly. It distracts you from what you're actually trying to gain. No, you're just saying how, how that kind of fear, um, you know, equates to like a lack of preparation, almost, or a lack of wisdom. Like people are just handling the situation so differently. Yeah, I,
1: I heard someone say once that fear isn't a feeling. Fear is a spirit with an agenda. Mm. You know, um, and and when you look at it from that perspective, I think fear is a very unhealthy thing. We were talking about uh, the movie After Earth with Will Smith, and he said this quote. I got to pull it up my computer, and because I'm going to totally butcher it. Um,
0: Yeah, bro, you better respect Will Smith and say what he said, right? Oh, yeah.
1: I don't want him to come after us, man. Yeah, he says in the movie After Earth, and After Earth got terrible Rotten Tomato reviews, but I loved it. I thought it was an amazing movie. I love space movies and adventure movies, like any kind of survival movie, all about it. But basically in the movie... um. The whole premise is that there's like these these aliens. <laughs> of course, aliens, awesome. Uh, there's these aliens, and they can't see, and they can't hear. Their only sense that they have is that they can sense fear. And so they come on the planets, and they attack people, and they, if, if you're afraid, they can find you, and they can kill you. But if you're not afraid, then they can't even see you. You're invisible to them. So the whole premise of the movie is overcoming fear so that you can face this enemy, so that it can't see you. Mm. Um, it's just, so, anyway, he has this quote in the movie, because the whole movie is about overcoming fear. Um, and the quote is, fear is not real. It is the product of our imagination, causing us to fear things that do not at present and may not ever exist. This is near insanity. Now, do not misunderstand me. Danger is very real, but fear is a choice. And, i that has always stuck with me ever since I saw that movie I mean I know it's like Will Smith and Jaden Smith running around a planet you know killing aliens but when I heard that I was like whoa that's that's real yeah, um, it's really profound because think about it when you're afraid of something you're you're basically looking into the future and you're projecting something you're saying this thing is going to happen to me. And there might be a small percentage of a chance that the worst possible scenario is going to transpire. But by fear, by fearing that you're like almost calling it into existence. You're looking at it as if it's already happened to you Mm. and that's causing you to alter your course, to avoid something that may not even happen. Um, And that's crazy. And I feel like a lot of us, you know, and obviously the media and, I'm you know the media is releasing valuable information but they're also releasing a, a lot of consistently negative information. So if and we all know it like if you wake up every day and you turn on CNN or Fox News or MSNBC it doesn't matter what your preference is it's all negative. It's yeah. like consistently negative. Even the positive stuff seems negative. You know, it's like I don't need I'm sorry like I don't need an updated like coronavirus kill count every day.
0: <laughs> yeah. Dude, I was kind um... a. <laughs> I was actually at a fish shop with my buddy, John, who I'm literally about to talk to after I get off this phone call and the news was on, they just had the news playing and it was just like San Diego, you know, local news, whatever. And it was like 10 people killed in plane accident off the coast of Mexico. Five people found buried, you know, and it was like, we're just sitting there staring. I, I typically don't consume news because of that reason and you know i like to be aware and educated but not that kind of stuff and right. um he just looks up the tv and he's like jesus christ man is this why i don't watch this like like happy tuesday you know like why is this the thing that's just staring at us and i had a client yeah. i had a client who came from home from college and he obviously in quarantine and it was one of the last days that i was working and he was like yeah man i have like MSNBC twenty four seven on the TV, and I just watch it, it. and I'm like, my boy, like, <laughs> like, dude, dark, dark times, dude. Yeah. Dark I was like, dude, let's like protect our mental health a little bit. Um, But I love that quote, man. I feel like that's such a a great lesson to be learned because um, it is real, man. Fear, fear is a choice, and and like you said, there's good things to fear, and and danger is real, but that doesn't mean we have to choose to let it cripple us and paralyze us. And I think it, just, yeah ultimately affects your decision-making in a really negative way.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I have, uh, I saw someone recently who lost a, um, a family member in a tragic accident say this, and this, this was, uh, this kind of like gave me a fresh perspective on, on everything. Cause we're looking at the global pandemic as like, as like, Oh, well, like a ton of people, are gonna, are gonna die, but it's not gonna affect me. But if you bring it down to the human level, like if somebody's mom or dad or grandparent dies, they are losing, they're they're losing that person. That's a very real death. And that's something that is going to negatively impact us on an individual human level. And so uh, what this person said was, you know, if if someone had come to me and said, hey, we can spare the life of your loved one, but we're going to have to take the economy and you're going to have to stay inside for a year. They're like, I would have done that in a heartbeat. I would yeah. have given them the heartbeat yeah. to, to, to save that life of that person that I, I loved. And so I think, you know, because we don't know, like, I don't know if my parents are going to get sick and die. So mm-hmm. I'm kind of like, well, I, I feel like I'm making this big sacrifice, but if someone was like, no, if you don't do this, your mom and dad will for sure die in like six months. And I'd be like, Oh, I'm all about it. Like take all my money. Yeah. Take, take all my time. I'm good. You know? So there's, there's, there's that, uh, which I thought was like a really, that definitely like flipped my perspective on it. But then on the other hand, not to play full devil's advocate, but on the other hand, you know, death is also a very, um, it's a very real part of life. Like to die is to have lived and, you know, if you look at the, the global death statistics, you know, 6,500 people die on a global level every single hour. That's, that's um, 155,000 people every day, about 56 million people die every year of various causes, old age, car accidents, heart failure, cancer, you name it. Um, if you look at like global death statistics and cause of death, it's actually the numbers are actually astounding. And it's kind of, it's empowering in a way because you realize like how much we all fear death, but um, it's the one thing we all have in common. Um, Mm -hmm. And I don't say that to be like dark or like sound evil or like I'm like obsessed with death. Like I love living, I love people, I love life. Like I'm a pretty uh, feel good kind of guy. But um, being that it is the one thing that, we're all going to experience at some point in time, I really do not believe in living in fear of it. Um, I don't think it's healthy. I think, you know, why would you, uh, why would you go through life trying to avoid something that's absolutely going to happen no matter what? Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And it's, it's, it's interesting to, to go through it all together. You know, like it's, it's a good time to confront that question. I know you and I, you know, believe in life after death, and so I'm mm-hmm. like to say I'm not fearful of it. Um, but regardless, I think everybody's just facing that question, um, and that's something Nick talked about. But it's incredible, man, to to overcome fear and and to make you know cognitive decisions right now and to control what you can control are all great lessons and takeaways for everybody. Yeah, it's a it's a
1: I think it's a really. It's a strange moment in time, but it's a beautiful time to, I think, look inward and grow. And if you're a creative, create. And I think a lot of people, too, are just realizing that maybe their lives were, a lot of our lives are mundane from, you know, we go through seasons where we're just in this routine of wake up, go to work, come home, weekend. Mm-hmm. And, people have all this, we have all this kind of extra time now to be alone with ourselves and alone with our thoughts and to look inward and kind of look at our lives and say like, where do I want to grow? What do I want to add to my life that would be beneficial? Um, or what can I get, what can I cut out of my life that would be beneficial? Yeah. I just think that it's a great time to grow, whether that's just on a personal level on, on with, with your business, with your creativity, like, I I feel like I've uh, I've kind of like a, had this new um, creative energy just released recently. Like I've been making music like crazy, and it's been so fun. And I've just been like staying up till two in the morning making songs just because I can. And uh, I don't know. I feel like there's going to be a lot of really great positive stuff that comes out of all this.
0: Yeah, a hundred percent. And and just to end that conversation. I think there's so much encouragement and, and so many good things, like you said, to take out of this. And, and I, I really do believe that there's a lot of good that's going to come out of this too. And, uh, you know, I, I maybe think that way, like 85% of the time and then 15% of the time, I'm like, dude, this is it. We're done. Nothing's ever happening. Um, <laughs> but I'm holding on to that, that truth, you know, I'm holding on to that, that thing that, that I know is, is true. And, and, I know that there's something better for every single person on the other side of this, whether you feel that or not. And I think that's a reality we're going to find out soon. And it's
1: awesome. Absolutely, Yeah, man. Well, thanks for uh, having this conversation. This was awesome.
0: Bro, of course. Don't work too hard today, but we appreciate <laughs> you. Love you, man. Later, buddy.